Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast, the lighter look at the NFL. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my new co-host, Matt Mackay. How are you, mate? Good, Richie. How are you? Very well, thanks, mate. Today we're going to hit on all the latest news. We'll get over and take another look at Camp Crunch, take a look at all the preseason games, and we'll finish off with a little bit of uh, hard knocks. But it's the 12th podcast we've done here, the SEN NFL podcast. We've finally managed to get rid of JA. We sent him off to New York <laughs> on assignment. Now, mate, I'm just going to embarrass you a little bit. For okay. those who don't know, uh, Matt is a former AFL superstar. Hardly. <laughs> so tell Hardly. us about your AFL career, mate. My AFL career lasted 11 games at Collingwood in the twos. And that's it. <laughs> How long were <laughs> you on their sup list about, for? About for a year. <laughs> One year, about 15 years ago. So uh, 15 years and 15 kilograms ago, I like to joke. <laughs> well, so that's just go. turned you into such a good tight end. And now you're an Australian representative, Australian tight end. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough for the uh, the coaches to carry a, uh, an aging 30-year-old over there on, on the list. So I, I certainly enjoyed my time over in Canton. And it was, it was a great experience, of course. Fantastic. Let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Straight out of the gate, I want to turn to the dumpster fire that is the Washington professional football team. Uh, They've benched RG3 for the season and it's Kirk Cousins' team. Yeah, wow. Uh, Look, this is something that I think a lot of people saw coming. Uh, You know, just the way... The, the rumblings coming out of, the, out of camp at, uh, with the Redskins and, and the performance we've been seeing in preseason, uh, I don't think it was, it was, you know, it was going to be too long before this move was made official. Yeah, I, I just think since Robert Griffin's first season as a rookie, it's just been terrible mm-hmm. ever since. Injuries, the way he conducts himself on social media, and he, he had another slip up this week. Some... Uh, some kid got on Instagram, went on this huge rant about how terrible the organisation, yeah, the owners and the coaches are, and then Robert Griffin clicks like. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, like, I saw Are that. you trying to scuttle your own career? <laughs> and this is the even dumber thing. Washington picked up his option, his fifth-year option, so he's got that $16 million guaranteed, injured or not. That's right. They might be just saving the money. Stick him on the bench so he can't get hurt, and they have to pay him out sixteen million bucks. Yeah, because Kirk Cousins is getting six hundred thousand. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, um, reading between the lines a bit here and, and looking at the reports that have come out, uh, it, it appears that the coaching staff are on one side of this trade or potential trade that might happen, and the ownership's on the other. It, it, it's, it reads like the ownership want to keep Cous- oh, Sorry, would like to keep Griffin around. And the coaching staff are just ready to move on. Yeah, and I also think when Gruden had his interview for that job, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall to hear what he'd said about Robert Griffin because it's never looked like he wanted him or he he thought he could turn him around or turn him into a pocket passer or all these different things. 
it's just been a horrible story from start to finish. I just think it's a bad organization. It's a bad owner. It's a bad name. And it's just, it's not going to improve. You know, I just can't see it happening. They may as well do, I'd do him a favor. Just cut him. No yeah. one's going to trade for him because no one wants to eat that deal. Yeah. So cut him, do him a fa- do him a favor, and say you know what, just good luck. Just get out of our our organization. Just leave. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Look, I I tend to agree with you. Um, now, if you're a Redskins fan, probably want they want to listen for the next five seconds here. Uh, just to recap, what they gave up to get RG three. Oh yeah. Into, into the into the program <laughs> uh, in 2012 was obviously the end at the draft that they picked him up. Uh, yeah. So luck went number one. That correct. Yeah. And so the the skins uh, gave up pick six. Uh, their first round pick in 2013, which was, which ended up being pick 22, uh, their first round pick in 2014, which was pick two, yep, and uh, a second round in 2012 as well. So that's a lot to give up for a guy now that just a few, a few short years later, you're, you, you know, yeah, I'm calling you're for him to, to be cut. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really come out bad, and as as I said earlier, it's just it's a badly run organization. It does bad things. Uh, still speaking about starting quarterbacks, but to a good news story, Tyrod Taylor's won the job uh, at Buffalo. I'm really excited about this because finally we see a coaching staff take the upside and not the, oh, well, if we go with Castle, he'll probably win seven, eight games. Yeah. No, look, I, again, Richie, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, Castle or Manuel probably would be the, um, the easier choice for the coaching staff. They, they know what they have there. In Tyrod Taylor, he could be anything. Uh, it, it, he had a terrific game against Pittsburgh. We'll cover later. Uh, he was exciting. That that run where he broke the pocket oh, when crazy. he and he just he was cruising. Yeah, absolutely cruising. Yeah. Um, look, you know, he, he, let's hope he's a, even a poor man's Mike Vick from the Atlanta days. Well, I That'd think he's. Oh, if he's a poor man's Michael Vick, they're going to have a really good season. Yeah. Um, so. From those days, I, I think the, the I'm really happy for him. He stuck to his guns. You know, coming through the process. Getting drafted, they tried to turn him into other things. Yeah. Why don't you be a slot receiver, maybe a running back or a return guy? But he stuck to his gun and said, no, I'm a quarterback. I want to play quarterback. Um, I'm sure he learned a lot when he was in um, with the Ravens. Yep. You're not going to be out Flacco. No. So, no. you know. I think that was all all good for him, and now he's got his chance. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, you always like to see someone bet on themselves and uh, and have success. Yeah, come and, out the other and side. they got an awesome D. So I don't think he's going to have to do too much, mm-hmm. and they could win. They'll, they'll be better than five hundred for yeah. mine. I really yeah. think so. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, an interesting story coming out of um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their owner, I think it's Shay Khan. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, that's right. um, he's basically come out and said he's happy to play a home game in London through 2030. Yeah, look, I, I, I bet he is. I mean, for people that don't know, uh, Shade Khan also owns Fulham FC, uh, yep. a, a professional uh, team in the English Championship, um, you know, formerly in the uh, Premier League for quite a while, a successful team. Uh, so he's obviously got a stadium over there already, and uh, you know, maybe there's a bit of synergy going on with the Jags. I could maybe one day, you know, if the Jags can get themselves uh, a, a, some sort of lucrative deal to get over to to the UK, they might become the first. Uh, foreign-based NFL team. Yeah, and I think it would take at least a 2030 for that to actually happen. Yeah, but I think um, so. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening to us from merry old England, you're going to get a game for a while from the look of it. I think so. Um, 
Julius Thomas is going to undergo finger surgery. He'll be out for up to a month. He signed a five-year, $46 million contract with the Jags in the offseason. If you're Blake Bortles, you are not happy about this. No, no. I mean, a tight end's a, a really good safety blanket for a, for a QB, especially when he's on the run. To have a nice uh, big target just a few yards downfield, it's uh, often a, a check down uh, for the QB and, uh, you know, as I said, a safety blanket for them to have. Uh, I feel sorry for the Jags. Uh, I mean, they already, you know, their first round pick, Dante Fowler Jr., uh, really exciting prospect, went down with an ACL pretty much the first day of OTAs. Yeah. Uh, and this is just more bad news to pile on top. So uh, let's hope the Jags have some better luck. Absolutely. And we also see uh, the Steelers have restructured Antonio Brown's deal um, to give him a raise. Basically, they've turned his cash from 2016 into his base salary for 2015. Yep. Um, he's now going to make basically $8 million a season. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's a $2 million raise, I think, on what he was scheduled to make. So, uh, look, I think the, the Steelers are, are just, you know, unlike the Redskins, they're just a, a class organization. Yeah, you know, run super well. Yeah. Great they, owners. They, they, they are. You know, they just do things the right way. Uh, I think this is also preemptively, they want to avoid a potential holdout next season or, or another season down the line. And they're just making sure that, you know, they're sending a message not only to their players, but all players in the NFL, that if you come to you come to uh, Pittsburgh, you're a Steeler player, they'll look after you. Yeah, and I think that's really important. You want to play for an organization that has your best interest at heart and, and, and you think, okay, they're looking after me. So as you mentioned, you're less likely to hold out or yep. carry on or demand trades, things like that. You don't see that sort of stuff yep. um, coming out of... Uh, out of the Steelers organization. I mean, what have they had three coaches in yeah. 30 years? Yeah. 40 years? Exactly, yeah. Stability. Um, yeah, something you know, absolutely ridiculous like that. The last news item we want to touch on is Julio Jones mm-hmm. um, and him getting a new deal. Yeah, uh, 71 million, I think we saw just uh, earlier today. He's a he's a star player, Julio Jones, and I think he, he earns every cent of that contract, uh, providing he obviously can stay healthy and be on the field. That's where the, the Falcons need him. Um, I think they said it's going to average out to around $15 million a season or something like that. It, yeah, big it, money. It, well, it's, it's almost quarterback money. It, it's certainly heading in that direction, but it's overtaken the two we just wide receiver deals we've just seen get done in yep. uh, Des Bryant and uh, Demarius Thomas. Yes. So it's a good signing for him. It's obviously awesome for Atlanta. Yep. Um, he's their best weapon. He can go deep. He can run your route tree, yep. do whatever you need him to do. Um, I think he's a superstar. I think he's yeah. really, really good. He um, and when he wasn't there, Atlanta were just a shell of themselves. Yeah. So, you know, it's it is a really good deal for Atlanta. I think it's going to be really good. Um, that's all from the newsroom. We'll get over to Camp Crunch. What's happening in training camp this week? This is Camp Crunch. Okay, it was a good week. It was the third week of the preseason, which usually means for most teams, they treat that as much like a real game as um, they can. They let their yeah. starters, most will run definitely a half, but some yeah. will run deep into the third quarter, such how they're going. A couple of teams handle it a little bit differently, still pull their guys a little bit earlier. But for most teams, um, this is the closest we're going to see, and there'll be a lot of starters who won't play next week. So the first game we'll look at was the Patriots 17 beat the Panthers 16. End zone, Chandler, touchdown. Nice to see that from Brady in the offense. 
Well, it was nice to see from Brady in the office about the first one they got. I was happy. <laughs> um, I still don't think he looked that sharp, though. No, he, he hasn't. Um, look, I mean, that was Brady's first scoring drive this preseason. So that's three games now. It's his first scoring drive. Um, he still had a rough start. Um, we, had, we had two interceptions and four three and outs uh, with Brady you know, running the offense. I think he's stressed out. This whole appeal thing, he spent the last two days in New York. They're still um, negotiating and all yep. this stuff. It can't be fun going through all that stuff. You're flying backwards and forwards. And I, I mean, I know it's on a private jet, but yep. you still got to do it all. And it's clearly taking a toll. I yep. think I think the Patriots, again, will have a slow start mm-hmm. this year. I don't know if the sky will fall in week four like it yeah. did last year, but it all worked out okay. Sure. But I think they'll start pretty slow. Um, Newton, if it wasn't for Greg Olsen, I don't know who he's going to throw it to this yeah. year. I think it's going to be a concern for him. Yeah, I, look, I, I felt you know pretty much exactly the same. Uh, Greg Olsen had a, had a really good game. Um, I think you know for the, any Olsen fantasy owners out there, I think he's set for a really big year, um, basically because there is a lack of targets. Uh, yeah, for Cor- anybody how many did Corey Brown grass? I mean, he grassed that touchdown. Yeah, he, yeah, right. he, he dropped he dropped a bunch, and um, I mean, Newton was even seen on the sidelines later in the game, um, just giving him a hug. <laughs> Brown, <laughs> Brown wanted to get out of there. Say, so, uh, don't feel too bad. You probably won't get cut this Monday. I'll probably the following one. Yeah, oh, it was it was terrible. I mean, as a receiver, there's nothing worse than catching a, than dropping a ball. Yeah, because. Um, Everyone sees it, yeah, and it's the classic yeah. thing. They come back to the hub, they go, "Oh, my bad." And it's like, you know, no shit. <laughs> Everyone saw it. Um, yeah. Lions twenty-two beat the Jags seventeen. Time, you got it. And he and stuffed again. Might have fumbled. He might have. Oh, they gave him a touchdown. They did. The official on the far side came running in and gives him the one-yard touchdown. And that was TJ Yeldon, who still thought he was in college and could just hurdle a pile. He got absolutely licked by um, a Stephen Tullock. He got popped. Yeah, yeah it, as, as you've written in the rundown here, it's, yeah. it's your welcome to the NFL moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was funny. Well, that's what that's actually what uh, TJ Yeldon called it himself. And uh, asked afterwards, they said, would you do anything different? And he said, I'm never jumping again. <laughs> he, got, he got smashed. Yeah, it was um, a big hit. He did make the touchdown, though. He did get in. It took him a while to work it out. But yep. um, you're right, he did score. And thankfully for the Jags, that gives him a little something there. Um, we'll stay on the Jags and we'll switch over the Lions. Sure. I thought Bortles looked um, pretty sharp. He's had a pretty good preseason. Yeah, he has. He has. I mean, in this game, he was 20 for 29, 245 yards and a touchdown to go with 38 yards rushing. So that's pretty good output considering, you know, he didn't even play the entire game. Yeah. And last year, well, they hold him out about seven-odd yep. games before they sort of brought him in. Um, so he hasn't even had a full season under his belt yet. There's a few pieces there in yep. Jacksonville now that you might there There's just a little bit of hope mm-hmm. that, you know, potentially they won't you know, be the worst team in the league yeah. or, or one of those bottom feeders. Um, now, Jay's love affair <laughs> with Abdullah is probably going to continue. He looks good. Yeah, I mean, the first few games he's shown uh, amazing wheels. He's been quick in and out of cuts, incredible acceleration. Uh, he had a play this week where he, he actually managed to run through somebody. So to show some power to go with that speed, he could be a real player. Yeah, I think throughout the year... He, yeah, if you haven't had your fantasy draft yet, I'd look at grabbing him lower down. Yeah. Um, and Golden Tate's looked good too, alongside Megatron. 
he's not going to see a number one corner all season. No, that's the thing. Uh, when when uh, Megatron's back out there on the field, I mean, you can't cover both of them with a with a you, you, you know QB C <laughs> with corner one. There you go. CB1. There you go. Good work, mate. Not quite as good as some of JA's stuff. No, but unfortunately, I I do know. um, But not too bad. Disrepute, not disrepute, (laughs) JA, if you're listening. Um, Chiefs. I've got to reset now. Chiefs 34, (laughs) Titans 10. Smith sets up. Jeremy Macklin has it inside the 10. Touchdown, Chiefs. Back to back touchdowns to wide receivers from Alex Smith. What's going on? Well, it's a new era in KC. It appears that way. Yeah. I, as I'm sure you know, I love to rag on Alex Smith as check down Charlie. I think yep. he's just terrible. But it looks like bringing Macklin in yep. is giving them a bit something. That pass of the clip we just played is a really good pass on, yep. a, on a quick out route. Um, it was on a rope. That being said, I I can't put a lot of belief in the Chiefs. Um but especially in that division, I think they'll probably still finish second. Um, but Mariota, a bit of a ho hummish sort of start. Yeah, look, this was probably his uh, weakest showing so far of the preseason. But uh, he did get back on track. Um, he's got some really good accuracy on his passes, Mariota. So uh, I think that's you know that's probably the first skill as a as a as a quarterback that you need in this league. Um, after a few early misses, he went seven of eight. Afterwards, so and I think a lot of people don't give that Ducks passing attack much credit. Oh, it's just people running open all over yeah, the place. It's a system, yeah. And as much as it is a system, but it, that passing system that Chip Kelly obviously had in Oregon is now at um, at Philly. That's a pro style passing attack. They're, pref- you know, they're pro routes. It's a pro system. So coming off that, you know, into the pros, I think Mariota is well placed. Yeah, I, I think I think he's going to do okay. He doesn't have a great cast around him, which obviously makes it really hard. No, of course, yeah. Uh, Bills forty three, Steelers nineteen. The way Greg Roman wants it. Taylor steps up, and this is the other dimension of Tyrod Taylor inside the ten and in for a touchdown. Yeah, oh, this was a game where uh, the Bills. Uh, beat up on the Steelers. Uh, now, I had a joke with a friend watching the game that I thought the Steelers' D looked about as secure as Ashley Madison's service. <laughs> Very good, mate. <laughs> boom, boom. Your name didn't turn up on that, I presume. <laughs> your, yeah. e- your email address wasn't leaked. Uh, there you go. Um, I think the build, that D's going to be nasty. We mentioned it earlier in the news section, and I'm stoked that they went with Tyrod Taylor. Um, I think... Yeah, I think they're going to be really solid this year. Um, Michael Vick had his debut and just bombs it way down the yeah, field to Bryant. Play. First play from the scrimmage, just a 63-yard bomb, Martavius Bryant. Uh, Vick's still got that effortless looking, just flick of the wrist, and he can just launch a laser down yeah, the I field. I don't know how he does it. He's, he's got that unco lefty look. Yep. He's short. like He is a short, short guy. Yeah. And he just wanders around, flicks like it's effortless, and it just flies. It's incredible. And, and that must be how he keeps... Staying in the league because yep. that, when you go in for a tryout and you're throwing bombs like you, like it's no effort whatsoever, like every ball every ball Manning throws, for example, yep. looks like he has to put so much work into yeah, getting effort. it there. <laughs> Vic just looks effortless. Um, unfortunately, though, I don't think Martavius Bryan will be there for even Roethlisberger to throw it to. He's no, probably going to get suspended. Yeah, four games. Um, the big story, though, is the two Australian punters yep. both survived cuts, um, which was interesting. Usually that first round, if you've got two kickers or two punters, um, 
or two specialists pretty much anywhere. That's yeah. usually where they'll go. But they both survived. Um, Barry had an outstanding game. His longest punt of 78 yards was a bomb. He kicked that off his own goal line, and that thing flew. That was huge. Both, both as you say, Richie, both uh, both players had really good games. Uh, Barry averaging 58 yards and uh, Wing with an average of 47. So, uh, look, we just hope that the two of them have put enough good film on tape to hopefully get picked up you know, elsewhere in the league because obviously the Steelers can't carry two punters. Yeah, correct. And one thing Barry certainly showed was his um, ability to do other things when the kicker got hurt. He's like, oh, yeah, no worries, I'll kick off as well. Yeah, and the more uh, you can do. They weren't brilliant, but that was pretty good. So for the first time, I actually think we might see Jordan Berry win that job. Up until the weekend, I thought he hadn't done enough to separate himself. Sure. But after that performance, there's just a chance, because that 78-yard punt was absolutely massive. Yeah, there's not many in the league that can do that. No. Vikings 28, Cowboys 14. Bridgewater hit late, the throw deep down, field to Mike Wallace, and that's what Mike Wallace brings Vikings offense. Wow, what a great throw. Teddy Bridgewater was a perfect 7 for 7, um, and is really looking like he's settling down, looking like the starter, doing all the things they need to do. He's obviously got a really good back behind him, but he's looking pretty good. Yeah, he is, and he's wearing his gloves. Which is which is good, I'm, and he always has. I don't know why he stopped. Yeah, well, apparently, you know, the pro day. He's the infamous pro day. I'm not sure if you know this. Yeah, story. Cost yeah the him. pro day. He took the gloves off and had a poor showing. Cost him on draft day. So, gloves on ever since. He's pretty much making up for it now. Um, I think you know, jumping over the other side with the Cowboys, Romo looked impressive. Um, yeah, it had another typical Romo move where he yeah. sneaks out of a sack and just blind spins without looking. That's going to cost <laughs> him one day, but he got away with it uh, and threw the touchdown to Whitehead. One exciting thing I think was Cordell Patterson taking a 107-yard kickoff to the house just to send that little reminder out to everybody that, hey, I'm an athletic freak. Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. When you see him run, it's like that's what he was designed to do. He's like a like a racehorse out there. It's incredible. Yeah, and, and it, I hope they can work out a way to use him. He's clearly not a pure receiver. He's not going to run the perfect route yeah. tree for you or any of those sorts of things. Yep. But he's got so much athletic ability. Surely a creative offensive coordinator can work out a way to get the ball to him. Well, I hope so. I mean... They're the sort of plays that you want to see when you're watching NFL games on TV. And uh, Cordero Patterson in the open field is electric. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, the O-line for the Cowboys is really good. Yeah, how, they managed to make, yeah, <laughs> how they managed to make McFadden look good is beyond me because I think he's terrible. Yeah, look, they're, they're just a very good unit, a very solid. You know, there's not a weak link anywhere there. So uh, if you're a back, it's a good place to be in the, uh, in the Cowboys' backfield. Absolutely. Now, unfortunately, our mate Tom Hornsey did get cut on Monday from the Cowboys. We'll touch on that a little bit later um, at the end of the Camp Crunch segment. Moving on to the next game, Dolphins 13, Falcons 9. Tannehill, and it'll be a touchdown to Rashard Matthews. And there's Tannehill with uh, with just another another TD. He's made a habit of that all preseason. He's had a terrific preseason. through the three games now, he's got a combined statistic line of 33 for 41, 303 yards, three touchdowns, and not a single pick. Yeah, and I'm not a huge Tannehill fan. I'll be open and honest with that. I've said on the show before, I don't like the converted QB, things like that, but, geez, he's shutting me up. He's looked very sharp. 
Yeah, he's playing really well. Um, the, the Dolphins might be a, a team to watch out for this year, I think. The AFC East, after long being just dominated by the Patriots, looks to be a, a real tussle this year. Yeah, well, Matt Ryan was running for his life. That that D-line were just all over the Atlanta O-line. Yeah, I, the, and Damaka Sue is going to keep AFC East quarterbacks awake all night. Yeah. Uh, all night, the night before they play... Uh, you know, this year it's going to be. He's, he's a nightmare. He, he's going to earn every dollar of that massive contract. Yeah. But if I'm under center and you can see him, he's he's right there. He's only a yard yeah. away from you over the other side of the line. You want to be as far away from there as humanly possible. He is massive. Yeah, it's not much fun as a quarterback when when the pocket is pushed right up into your face. When, when the guard is just running backwards as fast as he can run forwards. Right into your face. You've just got no room. Yeah, it's the worst place for quarterbacks to get pressure. It's why guys like Sue and McCoy are so valuable. They often don't get as many sacks as the edge guys do because they get double teamed. But pressure coming up into the quarterback's face, it is the worst place to get it because they'll look to scoot and roll out, and that's where your DNs are just hanging around waiting for you to break the pocket. Um, And that pushed... the D-line of the Dolphins on the weekend had a really, really good day. They did. Um, unfortunately, though, for the Dolphins, their center, Mike Pouncey, I thought I was having Groundhog Day when I saw this story, yeah. um, went down with a knee injury. Uh, he's going to have an MRI. I don't know about you but yet, mate, but I haven't heard the outcome of that one. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, no, I haven't actually seen the outcome either, but I, I feel bad for Mr. and Mrs. Pouncey. So do um, I have. <laughs> two sons have gone down in yeah, two weeks. Marquise uh, from the Steelers, obviously, last week with a, with a broken ankle. Uh, and who knows what Mike's done. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not good news for the Pouncey family. And the way he was sort of taken from the field, that MRI is only going to have bad news. Yeah, I it's, think so. It's not going to give him an all clear. No. no the best we can hope for right. is maybe a strain or cartilage damage you can get back in four to six weeks. Yeah. But it looks like it could be a, a season ender for him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the battle for New York, Jets 28, Giants 18. Manning. Odell Beckham Jr. makes a one-handed catch on Remus ruled incomplete. Shows flag good body control. And, <laughs> but, you know, Darrell Remus is unfazed by it. He's like, look, he's out of bounds. Don't get too excited. Now, that was Odell Beckham bringing in another pretty handy one-handed catch. Unfortunately, he landed out of bounds. But... Revis had no idea where that ball was. Yeah. He just went up and over and <laughs> said the ground shot. He was a meter over his head catching that. Yeah. Reeves had no idea where that ball was. Odell, I mean, we're not breaking the internet by saying he's an athletic freak. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think Reeves was in the exact same spot a lot of corners will be in this year, uh, watching uh, Odell sky over the top, one hand, uh, pulling down incredible highlight catches. Yeah, the only lucky thing for Reeves is he was out of bounds. The ball sailed. And I don't think anyone could have brought it down in bounds. Yeah, as it sailed over his head, which is a pretty handy catch. Sometimes it's good to be uh, it's good to be lucky. Yep, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> Look, the Jets actually, I thought, played pretty well in this game. And for those who don't know, that the two New York teams play every year in the preseason because they don't play in the regular season every week, uh, every year. Sorry, um, but it was a bit of a ho hum game for me. I really struggled to get through this one, and that was even watching the condensed version. Yeah, yeah, look, it was a bit, and, and you do get that in the preseason, unfortunately. Um, the Jets, I thought, played played pretty well, though. I mean, they've got some pretty nice targets, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker downfield, so whoever ends up playing uh, quarterback there, um, he's got something to work with, I think, at the very least. Well, the hardest thing is, um, uh, is it Fitzpatrick who's yeah, taken over? at the moment, yeah. He's never won more than six games no, in a season. It's hard to get excited. It's really hard to get excited, and... 
there's not there's nothing out there. I mean, you're not going to try and trade for Castle or RG3 and bring them in because they're not going to help you. No. Um, unfortunately, I think for Jets fans, they're kind of going to have to eat this one and roll through a pretty painful season. Yeah. Um, the, the one shining light that they may have this year, um, stud rookie Leonard Williams, uh, has been pl- making some really big plays all preseason. Uh, had a, a knee injury uh, and left the game. Uh, Jets fans were s- sweating on that. In recent days, it's come to light. It, it was you know just a muscle strain, so not ligament damage. So they've hopefully d- he's yeah. back on the field. You know, they've dodged the bullet there because they yeah. need him with their other D linemen who are being suspended. Richardson, uh, it's just a whole bunch of ugly. Yep. Leonard Williams is going to play a lot. Yeah. On that defense yeah. this year. Now, unfortunately, to a game I did watch start to finish. The Cleveland Browns, 31, my crappy Buccaneers, 7. On a time, if Cleveland does get it, they'll have their three timeouts. McCown on the move, and it's going to, oh, he evades the pass rush, and it's hit hard at the 25 by Quad Alexander. Now, that was the only highlight for the Bucs, was Alexander absolutely, sorry, rookie Alexander absolutely laying out McCown. I don't know how McCown didn't see It's like he didn't see him. He was up high pump faking, and he got lit up. Yeah, look, unfortunately for McCann, his eyes were downfield, but that was a huge hit. I must admit, I watched that about four or five times. That was just a complete blindside. Well, this is a guy who's a rookie who's come in. He's going to start at middle linebacker, and he's already the play caller. Yeah. And that's with a defense with Levante David on it as well. McCoy, not that D lineman would tend to call plays, sure. but yeah, that, they clearly rank him really highly and plays like that. He's sideline to sideline. He's fast. Yep. But it's it's one of the few bright spots. I thought Winston looked ordinary. He hasn't thrown a touchdown all preseason. No. He's run a couple in on broken plays, but I don't want to see broken plays and you make it happen. I want to see these plays get executed. Yeah. Well, look, apparently Winston's actually playing with a sprained ankle. It's been reported. Uh, and it's something that happened in camp. He's, they can't keep him out of practice. He's got that competitive fire. Uh, he doesn't want to miss a practice, and he said it won't keep him out of any games. So uh, let's just hope he gets you know to 100% health because when he can run and you know plant that foot with confidence, um, I think you'll find he's you know he's a good player. Well, I'm going to stick with my wait and see attitude because you and our other mate Marky, who's a Florida State yeah. fan, yeah, have, I must have, have, I've have done nothing but um, sing his praises to me. Um, and as I said, I'll stick with my wait and see. I, I hope he comes good because hasn't been fun in Buckland lately. No. Uh, the Washington professional football team, 31, the Ravens, 13. He steps up in the pocket, fires down the seat, complete to Kamar Aiken, who is drilled in the back. Ball comes loose at the 36-yard line, but they're going to whistle it dead on reception at the 33, and now a flag is thrown. Yeah, I thought they'd call a penalty a on that. A huge pileup, a huge pileup as the Redskins try to advance the fumble. This was a fun game. Fight time. <laughs> it was, yeah, this was great. I mean, we had we had a bit of everything in this game. We had a, a fluke-tipped ball caught for a touchdown. We had uh, a melee we just heard there uh, based on a bit of extra attention uh, after the play was dead. Resulted in a couple of ejections. Yeah, we had Steve Smith uh, and Keenan Robinson ejected. And then we also had John Harbaugh coming all the way across the field, getting in Jay Gruden's face. And uh, That's a fight I want to see. Who do you think wins? <sighs> I reckon Harbaugh, because Gruden doesn't look fit right now. Like, I know he played quarterback and uh, he played a lot of arena league football. He doesn't 
He's got a bit of a belly at the moment. He doesn't look fit. I reckon, and Harbour yeah. was mad. Oh, I, I've I've seen the Harbour brothers on uh, sideline. F, is it FX? Oh, yeah, yeah, FX. Those, yep. those guys are crazy. I'm never bidding against the Harbour <laughs> in any fight. Those there are some intense dudes. Did you see when Harbour got interviewed at halftime by their own employee? Because uh, the teams do the preseason games, sure. not Fox Sports and all the rest of it. And he's asked him about, oh, what was said? And he basically told him to piss off. <laughs> like, he didn't want to fire it. This poor employee, he's just trying to do his job. And the head coach, the guy running the organisation, tells you to take a hike. I love it. The Hubballs are brilliant. More of that in the NFL, please. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Cousins got a freaky touchdown, as you just mentioned, off that double tip. Yep. I don't think he's very good. I don't think any of their quarterbacks are very good. I don't think the organisation's very good. Um, I think the... The Redskins are, are in for a long, long season. But I think the Ravens will compete, but it's a tough division they play in. It is. It is a very tough division. Oh, yeah, look, oh, I agree, Richie. Yeah, no, not much more to add on that one. The only thing to take out of it is if you want to jump on Steve Smith's son's oh, uh, Snapchat feed, <laughs> he took a photo of, of his dad and himself saying, thanks, NFL, I never get to watch games with dads <laughs> after yeah, he got ejected. It's pretty was funny. Yeah. Um, that sort of stuff I like. That makes me laugh. Um, the Bengals, 21. The Bears, 10. The quarterback sneak. Still no signal. And we continue to wait. Touchdown. That took forever, (laughs) that decision to come through. Um, Dalton looked better. He did. But he's still Andy Dalton. (laughs) And I love him. He's a frog. I got my frog's T-shirt on. College football starts this week. But he's only going to give you so much. He's what he is. He needs to use the weapons around him. I think he's got a couple of good running backs yep. in Bernard and Hill. Yes. He's obviously got an elite target in green, yep. um, but he's got to get the ball into their hands and into their hands quickly. Um, now, that being said, now AJ McCarron, he looked all right through his first touchdown, um, but he's not going to play. Dalton's well, going to play. Hopefully not, um, if, you're a, uh, if you're a Bengals fan. But, uh, yeah, uh, look... I, I sitting at home. I, I just I wasn't sure, you know, if it was me. I don't think I want my starting quarterback running goal line sneaks in the preseason. That's that's what I took out of that play. Yeah, uh, um, and you see that. I accept you're in. It's the third preseason game. I accept you're in season mode, and you're trying. Okay, well, what would we have called in a real game? They yeah. probably would have called a sneak sure. in a game, but beating up your starting quarterback for no good reason. Yeah. I, in this sport, it's such an important position. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, probably unique to almost all of sport. The quarterback position in the NFL is just so critical. You really need those guys healthy. And it reminds you of uh, Rex Ryan sending Sanchez out to win that pointless preseason game against the Giants a few years ago, and he did yeah. his shoulder. That was the end of both their careers yeah. in, in in New York. Exactly. So, yeah, it's stuff. You're playing with fire, doing things like that. Just really quickly on the Bears, you're sucking, you're going to have a really bad season. Jay Cutler's awful. Next game, Eagles 39, <laughs> Packers 26. Down five. Bradford scores. Eagles touchdown. That was a good good ball. Nice little wheel route, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was... Um, Threw it through a window, too. He did. He did. Uh, we've we've got some, uh, some really good accuracy there in Sam Bradford. Uh, 10 from 10. Three touchdowns uh, in limited action. 
Uh, he, he's looking the goods. Yeah, besides his shocking shirt he wears, those stupid <laughs> sleeves. He's a fashion um, consultant. It really looks bad. Um, but his looked really good. It, it might be one of those ones where you, he hasn't completed a season in a while, so we might need to slow down a little bit there. But the Eagles have put up 35-plus every week. They have preseason. They're just throwing it all over the yard. Yeah, look, it's a high-powered offense, Chip Kelly, and and uh, people talk. They say that in preseason it tends to look better than it does in the regular season because you've got obviously you know these guys are practicing the system all the time, and you know the other teams aren't game planning. Yes, and they call it. vanilla defense. Correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we'll see when the regular season rolls around, but they they are looking good and they're putting up some big numbers. Yeah, now a bit of a concern for the Packers. After they've already lost Jordy Nelson for the whole year, their other wide receiver, Randall Cobb, um, suffered an AC sprain. That's right. Um, They've got a really good receiving core, even with Jordy Nelson going down, but this injury would not want to linger. No, no. As you say, they have got a good receiving core, but that's because they have those guys. When those guys aren't playing, uh, it's a different situation. So uh, let's hope for, for Packers fans that uh, he can get back out there on the field very quickly. Well, we'll do all our Super Bowl picks and yeah, our AFC Championship, NFC Championship teams and all that sort of stuff next week. Sure. But I would have had the Packers in there without even thinking about it two weeks ago. Sure. But I'm certainly thinking about it now. I presume you're probably in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, I... They're a good team, another really good organisation. Um, yeah, oh, it's a tough one. I'll need to do a week of homework on that. I mean, they held Rogers out because the O-line wasn't looking fit. Yeah, I think that was a smart so, decision. They've got like, three starting offensive linemen out injured. Um, you, you don't put the number one you know, QB in the NFL out there uh, in front of backups. No, I wouldn't either, but it, it's... Let's put the Seahawks a little bit out in front. And speaking of the Seahawks, they had knocked off the Chargers 16-15. to 15. Way. And he got it. Steven Hauschka from 60 yards out. 12. This game was so boring. It was awful. It was a field goal fest. It was. Now, there was a 60-yarder at the end to win, which is impressive, a feat in itself, especially outdoors. But... There was not a lot of offense in this. No, no. This was a day that the defenses were on top for sure. Um, an interesting thing on Hauschka there, he has said that in practice he's kicked a 65-yarder. That's a massive. It's a big kick. <laughs> that is huge. That's a big kick. You, generally, you see that sort of thing at Mile High Stadium in Denver with the altitude, the thin air. But, to, yeah, that, that's huge. 65 yards. It's wow. interesting because the head coach, the special teams coach will come to the head coach before the start of every game and say, we're good from... 40, we're good from 50, whatever. You know, Ash comes up to me in my games and says, yeah, <laughs> Dylan's good from 15. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Can you imagine your special teams coach coming up to you and say, yeah, we're good from 65? <laughs> you wow. just look back at him as if to say, get stuffed. <laughs> like, get out of here. We're yeah. not hitting that. Oh, wow. It was a yeah. huge kick. It was massive. It was massive. Huge. Um, looking at the charges, uh, Melvin Gordon, obviously the uh, the rookie running back, um, still got a, a pretty low average, 2.4 yards a carry. He's not quite hitting the hole at the moment. He's kind of a little tentative, almost yeah. like he's not sure where the hole's meant to be. Yeah, and look, last week he was he was quoted um, saying he wanted to be a more decisive runner. Uh, we, we haven't seen that yet. So we certainly didn't see it on the weekend. No. He's got to just get up in behind him and go. 
Yeah. If if the holes aren't being opened up, and they don't have the best O-line in the NFL, but if they're not being opened up, don't hang about. Just pile into the back of it and push it for three yards. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, On the charges, uh, Rivers took a hit on his throwing hand. He looked to be in a bit of pain, hunched over. Stayed in the game, threw a complete in the next play, and then straight down to the locker room. Apparently, he's okay. Yeah, they would have done all the normal things, x-rays, all those sorts of things. Uh, nobody has probably experienced passing a ball and bringing your hand down on a helmet or something like that. That really stings. Yeah, it hurts. Um, and look, he's clearly escaped injury, so he'll be okay. The last thing I want to touch on this game, the Seahawks O-line, it still does not look flash. Trading out their center to get in Jimmy Graham, I think, it's going to hurt. It's going to take him a while to, to settle down. Yeah. No, they've struggled. One TD in three preseason games. They yeah. better hope that defense is good. Usually is. Yeah. Colts, 24. Rams, 14. It's the 21. He's got Andre Johnson wide open. He could not be more wide open. And he walks into the end zone. 31 the blow, yards. The blow and that was Andrew Luck with a beautiful 32-yard pass to uh, newly acquired Andre Johnson. Um I think the Colts fans will be looking for a lot more of that sort of play this year. Um, Johnson is going to be a, a crucial playmaker, I think, as they push for another AFC Championship berth. Absolutely. And this week, Pro Football Focus, which I've got a lot of time for, they pour in a lot of work. Yep. They did not have luck as a top 10 quarterback. Crazy. That's just That's crazy. ludicrous. I think he's a top five quarterback. If, if we were starting a... A new franchise tomorrow, you could take anyone. You'd probably take Rogers, then you'd take him. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you know, if you're looking at Dynasty, he becomes a top top two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Nick Foles probably looked the best he had all preseason, which wouldn't have been hard because he'd looked pretty ordinary this year. Yeah, he had a good game. He went 10 for 11, 128 yards, pretty efficient. Uh, let's see if that continues. Yeah, but what isn't good for them is Trey Mason left with a hamstring strain. I hope he's okay because Todd Gurley is not ready. Yeah, that sucks. Both of them are on my fantasy team. Oh, really? Yeah. This one hurt me a little bit personally. This one hurt me, uh, you know, where it hurts in your fantasy team. Uh, uh, in that case, I feel really, really bad for <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, as you say, Gurley's still coming back from that ACL injury. He's, he's going to miss a couple of weeks into the season. The cupboard's a bit bare behind Trey Mason. So let's see. Maybe they make a move. Yeah, there's not much there. Uh, Broncos, 19, 49ers, 12. Going into the end zone, and it's intercepted. Manny, again, is still looking rusty. There's not much zip and velocity on his balls. Is this the year where it just goes off the cliff? You don't count out a champion, but physically, I, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, he, he, those balls are flapping yeah, in the but, air. There's no velocity. He's just relying on his smarts now and just yeah. his, his superior football you know, intelligence out there. Well, he's on my fantasy team. I'm super <laughs> concerned. Um, look, on the other side of that, the, the D looks great. Now, a lot of people don't know him. We've said it quite a few times. Manning... People know about him. They see him all the time. Sure. Their D was outstanding last year, and it looks like it's going to be really good again. Yeah, look, they had Kaepernick on the run almost every snap. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was he was running, running for, for life. Oh, luckily he can run a bit, so he, he got a couple of good. He got you know a couple of scrambles out there, and made some yards. But um, yeah, he was he was in trouble. That that uh, Niners O line uh, was um, 
was, was not looking good. You could say sucks. It's okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. They I'm not awful. sure what we get away they with. They were awful. <laughs> um, of course, we have to do our Jared Hayne update. We do. Of course, because he's the third string running back, he didn't see any action in the first no. half, only a little bit in the second half. He had a nice little Texas route where he caught the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. Um, duked a linebacker who's probably going to get cut. His running the ball was terrible. Still, he's got no vision. He's way too high. Yeah. Um, but he survived the first round of cuts. He has. I mean, and look, that's that's good news for uh, you know mainstream media in Australia. They've had yeah. a lot of fun covering Jared Haynes for rate at the NFL. Yeah. Well, what would Fox Sports Australia fill up their show with if Jared <laughs> Hayne wasn't there to talk about? Yeah. He's even made Madden. I don't know if you saw that today. He uh, he got his he got uh, onto the Madden 16 roster. I did see that when you sent it to me and. <laughs> I can't say what I said back. No, you can't. <laughs> um, yeah, he's right. Yeah, look, good for him. It, yeah. It's good for this, you know, uh, the Gridiron Victoria Women's League got a full mention in the age on the weekend because of Jared Hayne. It wouldn't happen without it. Yeah. Like, well, let's not kid ourselves. Correct, so, yeah. I think for the, the sake eyeballs. of the league and yeah. the sport and the sport I love, I hope he makes it. I just hope the media in Australia learn how to report on it. That's yeah, that'd I'm be asking. nice. That'd be nice. Uh, Cardinals 30, beat the Raiders 23. Blitz, good protection, throws, caught, Cooper, and Cooper will take the ball and take Peterson with him all the way down to the 20-yard line. Amari Cooper is the real deal. Yeah, he's incredible. He put Patrick Peterson on skates. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. I hope so. I hope so. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> Not to turn it into a fantasy podcast. All we're going to do is talk about it. Because there's one thing people care less about. It's our fantasy teams. Yeah. Um, speaking of fantasy teams, Carson Palmer's my backup on mine. He had a rough start. Yeah, what? Sacked three times and two picks. Yeah, Cleo Max smacked him on another one, too, that wasn't a sack. Speaking yeah. of guys who are the real deal. Yeah. The Raiders have got some pieces there. They do. A Khalil They've Mack, got something to be excited about. Mac is going to have a massive year. I mean, that's not you know putting ourselves out on a limb to say that. He, he, had a, he had a really good year last year, but this year he's just primed to be a breakout star, I think. Um, you know, who knows? He might be in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think he could too. Um, Janikowski was just lobbing through field goals as he does. Um, Legatron. Yeah, there's not a whole lot more to take out of that game. Uh, Texans, 27, beat the Saints, 13. Time in the hot, humid days in Houston, Texas. Here's Hilliard on a screen. Making tacklers miss. And an impressive catch and run by Hilliard. Uh, the Texans looked all right in this. Brian Hoyer was announced as starter during the week. If you saw Hard Knocks, it was a really, really good insight yeah. to how those sorts of things are handled. Um, of course, Mallet then missed practice right after it. I actually can't wait for Hard Knocks next week. Yeah, it's going to be this awesome. Will be great. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Dondre Hopkins still looks like he's going to be a, a like the breakout year or making the leap is going to be here. Yeah, I think he, I think he's going to have a fantastic year. I think he's looking really good, and you can fall into this trap a bit with the Hard Knocks team. Yeah, you, you fall in love with them. You fall in love with. You see a player making plays and practice, and you fall in love, and you know they get a bit overvalued. But I think I think DeAndre Hopkins is really going to have a big year. Yeah, and the Saints are going to be super reliant on Brandon Cooks, Mark Ingram, Drew Brees. Unfortunately, they don't have Graham anymore because they no. traded him out. Those guys have got to excel for the Saints to be any good. Because I don't think that D is going to keep teams to under three touchdowns a week. No, I agree. Luckily, they're good players. I mean, Brandon Cooks has looked a really big playmaker. Mark Ingram is, is showing a lot of uh, development and growth. He's, he's, he's really matured into a really a, you know, a top runner, I think, in the NFL. And Drew Brees is just brilliant. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to hit on a couple of cuts really, really fast. Buffalo Bills released Fred Jackson. I was shocked. He's going to get a go. The Seahawks look like they're going to sign him. Yep. Oakland Raiders uh, informed Trent Richardson that he may as well not come anymore. Third round pick overall. Is he one of the biggest busts of the last five years? Got to be. I think he would have to be. I mean, the NFL, the not-for-long league, uh, it's particularly if you're not performing. Big time, he's gone for two uh, first-round picks now. Yeah. Um, Detroit Lions release released receiver Ryan Broyles. Chicago Bears released veteran corner Tim Jennings. Uh, the Browns released defensive tackle Phil Taylor. He'd been injured. He'd come back. He played one game. They released him. It surprised me a little bit. I thought they might have hung with him. And unfortunately, uh, the Cowboys cut our man Tom Hornsey, uh, which was very, very disappointing, especially for James. Yeah, who was trying to mooch a ticket. Poor J.A. He was trying to mooch tickets. And uh, with any luck, Tom punted really well this season. I think if anyone else gets hurt, he's going to get every chance to go in there and um, and battle for that job. Yeah, let's hope so. Hurt. Let's hope so. Maddie, thanks for joining me, mate. Uh, I look forward to having you on next week. Next week's going to be a lot of previews for the season. We won't spend much time on the on that last round of uh, preseason games because they're awful. Thank you. This weekend, <laughs> spend your time watching college football. It starts Friday. It's going to be awesome. Um, there are games all over ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3.com. There are heaps of them. Get on board and have a watch of them. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. Maddie, thanks for coming in, helping us out, mate. Really appreciate it. To our producer, Chris Tyler, behind the glass, who does all the hard work for me. I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.